No, all I my think stuff's I, up. D, DSX, GE, Ford, uh, across the board. I'm forgetting what another one is up. Um, Ford? You a Ford? Yeah. <laughs> that's so cute. I love Ford. I love Ford. Oh, no, I mean, it's good. No, it's adorable. I love it. <laughs> Shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> purposes only. You'd be an idiot to listen to anything these degenerates say. Invest at your own risk, do research, but seriously don't listen to these ass clowns. Now enjoy Cash Daddies. Welcome to Cash Daddies. We are banking fatties. Thank you to the tens of people that have fucking followed the show and just been, the, the, the army is growing and we're honored to that you guys uh, would follow us on our little journey. Our, our show is growing slowly, but surely, and we appreciate you. So thank you readers joining me as always, the, the, the dynamic duo, man, the Albert and Costello of financial entertainment. Okay. The man, the myth, the legend, Chris Horsetooth Neff. And Howie, I'm not a boomer. Do we everybody? How are you guys? Uh, I'm better than Albert and Costello. <laughs> Way to butcher it right off the top. Hey, dude, fat you go Albert, hard and you go Albert. home. Okay. Uh, what speaking, is it, Elvis and Costello? It's, oh my Elvis, God. That's, that's Elvis Costello's a fucking singer. Okay, what is it's it? It's Abbott. Abbott, Abbott and Costello. And, there we go. And Costello. Abbott and Costello, Batman and Robin. There we go. Guys, Fat, Fat Albert and Johnny Costello. There we go, dude. And on the ones and twos is the young Christian warrior, Evan Hand. Little E, the true G. How are you, Evan? Fantastic. How are you guys doing? Evan, how many teams do you support? You have a new team hat every time we what see you. you. I wear this every single time. The Bruins, man. Okay. All right. Respect. respect. Bruins, Jets, socks. You fuck with that thing on, Little E? Sometimes. I used to have a fuck hat. That's crazy. (laughs) It was a helmet. All right. All right. (laughs) Okay, guys. Thank you guys so much. Uh, Shows have been great. We're super excited. We have a guest. Why don't you get into who our guest is, Chris? Um, We have a very special guest, a friend of the show, an insider of the show. Um, I've known him for about 30 years. Uh, To protect his identity, and uh, to maintain his anonymity, um, his, his voice will be altered. It's kind of like Unsolved Mysteries, you know, when they do the, the recreations and you hear that guy in the back. So it's going to be a little bit of a different sound today. Uh, but without further ado, I want to introduce one of my closest friends and my ears to the street, the Wall Street Grinch, everybody. Say hello, Grinch. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me. By the way, before we get into it, um, do you prefer uh, to be called the Grinch, uh, you know, Sir Grinch, just so we know? Because once Sir Grinch a lot, not just Grinch. Grinch is cool. Okay, so it'll be the Grinch because we butcher our, our guest names and sometimes they get upset. So we're just going to call you the Grinch if that's all right with you. Yep. Um, so before we get into uh, our conversation with you, we do kind of like a weekly, uh, uh, what we call it the ball working uh, portion of the show when we go over our picks. So we're going to do that first. 
and there's going to be some serious ball working today uh, because uh, if you're holding ZKIN, you know it blew the fuck up on Friday. So um, uh, that was my big pick that's blown up. Um, I did cash out of the position, uh, scored a nice three-bagger on that. Um, I don't know about the rest of the guys, but um, if you want to get your balls worked, now would be the time to let us know. Congratulations, Neff. Uh, I'm still holding your KLR, and it's just basically dropping deuces on my portfolio. But besides that, congratulations on your seeking or whatever. Oh, well, congratulations to you for never buying it and taking a fucking three-bagger that you had many opportunities to get I into. did. You're right, Neff. I did. I should have bought it. I did bought it, excuse me, and I didn't do it. And I, I regret it. I'm staring at my major losses on KLR. Is it going to come back or am I just yes. sucking this dick and just dropping it? Oh. Yes. The, Grinch, the Grinch did well in the Z-Ken and thanks Cash Daddies as well. I oh, that's cash, right. Oh, shit. Out. The teacher becomes the student. I love this. I cashed out and I appreciate that. You're very welcome. Um, if only um, our co-host listened who had the information about three weeks before I passed it on to you. Do we, yeah. do we run the video? Yeah, why not? Do we have it? Oh, we, we have, well, no, not that video. The other video. Oh, there's more of them? The one you uh, told me to pull up. Oh, yeah. The one you told him to pull up. Stop acting like it's a surprise. <laughs> I forgot about this. Fucking. Do we have audio on that? <laughs> oh, this is a full-blown meltdown. I remember this video. Can we, do we have audio on that? Oh, now really? we're doing inter-podcast? Oh, buddy. Hey, homeboy. We go deep in this hole. <laughs> We will cross podcast if we need that info to bring the fat dragon to his knees. Oh my God. <laughs> By the way, I didn't hear the audio. Can we hear it, Lily? You didn't hear the audio. Yeah, Lily. Yeah, yeah thank you drop, for helping your dad. Drop this hammer. Yeah, we can't hear it. I can't. Wow, okay, what's he saying? This is his I'm saying. I'm saying. Fuck KLR, fuck KLR, it fucking sucks. My portfolio's drowning right now. No, That's what you're saying, saying is- right Run it again, Lily, run it again one more time. I'll tell you what, watch this. Ready, see, run right, it again. All right, all right, all right. Here we go, run it. Fuck KLR, fuck KLR, <laughs> fuck KLR. That's what I'm saying you right there. You know what I hear? You know what I hear? I hate my fucking life because I didn't buy the Zika virus. I hate my fucking life. I should have bought the Zika virus. That's what I hear. Suck a, a fucking giant flying dick, okay? I should have, dude. I, Jesus I got to. Christ. Um, okay. Now, are you so buying puts or, or, or shorts? On whatever it is, KLR, are you doing that? No, just straight shares, man. Okay. Not a smash and grab. Just listen. I've been buying. I've been buying a lot of a lot of your guys' stuff, and um, I'm, I'm I've been doing well. I got some gamble warrants. You know, things have been looking good for me. So I got I have a cash daddy account set up. Yeah, oh, and dude. real quick, Grinch. I do. Real quick, we noticed you joined the Discord, and word on the street is cash daddies is blowing up. Can you give us a little insight? Is the street talking about us? 
There are. Listen, there are a couple of people talking about about it. Thestreet.com is actually talking about running running a little something something on you. I know Kramer really? wants to have you guys on next week. He, uh, <laughs> next he week, he asked me who handles your PR. Yeah, yeah. So you know, um, but uh, no, you guys are blowing up, man. I listen to you. I know. I know a lot of guys on the street listen to you. Do they Thank laugh you. or is this just yeah. like look at do they assholes? cry? No, they they actually think they, they think you're well informed. They're surprised how well informed you and some of the uh, some of your listeners are. They're they're very impressed. No, okay. Chris, Chris, they look at you with your hat on backwards with your fucking glasses and they don't laugh. <laughs> that's, that's mean. I mean, we're how many minutes into this and that's when you jumped out. Oh, by the way, Howie is wearing a hat. You're wearing a hat, Howie? That's how yeah, for- no, you, you are. I mean, I'm, oh my God, dude. You have, What are you fucking priming your hair? We couldn't even see it. And now you got like there your fucking is. five-year-old. There, there we go. Is. Uh, there we go. Does anybody need to get their balls worked? Because if you do, get it out of the way because we have a lot to talk about with the Grinch. So uh, did anybody kill it besides me? No, All I my think stuff's I, up. D, DSX, GE, Ford, uh, across the board. I'm forgetting one other one that's up. Um, Ford? You want Ford? Yeah. <laughs> that's so cute. I love Ford. I love Ford. Oh, no, I mean, it's great. no, it's adorable. I love it. <laughs> Shots fired. Shots fired. I take it, Grinch, you're not hot on uh, the so-called legacy stocks that have been around no. since um, 1895? Oh. Well, listen, you know, I've been working at Dean Witter for a while. and uh, <laughs> He's dead, Dean right? Dean <laughs> You know, I, I, I just got here from Payne Weber and, uh, you know, <laughs> These, Drexel Burnham. These are deep inside financial jokes. Not everybody is going to get I love get that Neft's been taking L's the whole f- every episode, so he had to bring in his dad to back him up right now. I love that. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm taking the L's? Yeah, you're you taking the, Dude, have you seen the fucking video clips? You're taking what, L's. KLR? You're blowing patches on cats. Oh, you're taking L's. You're talking about, like, life L's. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt about that. I'm way <laughs> Wait, 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 what, what, are, what are else? Losses. Uh, oh. I'm down in life else, but I'm up oh. in stock W's. And that's all that matters here at Cash Daddies, because that's yeah. how you bank fatties. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Chris, that's do, you, true. do you post Do you post your uh, return on asset form? Do you, do you post that? Like a motherfucking boss, I do. You do? Yeah, okay. we have a, we have a section does. in um, the Discord um it's for to post your gains it's called uh gain porn loss porn similar to wall street bets so you know if i crank out a huge banger i'll take a, a screenshot of it and post it up that like that nice. um i'd encourage sam to do the same but i don't think he knows how to take a screenshot but we'll get him there <laughs> i didn't buy that much this week i don't didn't buy anything this week i've been thinking about buying this one this one uh, digital currency, but I didn't buy anything this week or else I would have posted it. Okay, well, do you want to talk about how Mana's doing or any of your other pirate cryptos? Well, no, dude, I want to talk about some that came out. And I think, uh, Lil E, did you post that on Cash Steadies about how Atari and this other company's setting up an actual like business in decentralized land and they're going to be hiring people to work there? This is the beginning of like 
this whole universe starting to take off more than just a bunch of dorks buying property in this virtual land. This is now an actual company setting up shop in this virtual land, which do not call it a video game. Okay. It is not, it is virtual land. So that's the big, big, big currency. That's going to go. I'm thinking about buying more. I have a lot of mana. I'm thinking about buying even more mana. Just uh, because well, I think this thing's about to explode. I own a lot, but I want to buy some more. I'm in mana. Howie's in mana. Yep. Um, so we support you. Um, what is the connection with Atari real quick? Well, Atari, which is uh, the, the obviously the video game company, has come out publicly. And can you find that article, Lil E? It's on the Cash Daddy's Twitter. And it's come out and said, basically, they're going to set up an actual business inside this world so that is a name brand yes finally here here finally just when it started getting good it got extra good so yeah so atari partners on crypto uh crypto (laughs) casino in ethereum based virtual world so this is like a a legit company saying they're going to start doing business in this decentralized land but it's a casino yes Yep. You had me at casino. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, it's wild. Oh, look, it's everybody's showing their pets off today. Where's Roger? I wish Roger and Pollyanna you know was what? here. I would show you. I've been following your picks, and that's the only dog I have. <laughs> Very well Boom. played, Grinch. Boom. Well played. Well played. Uh, yeah, so that's it. Okay, really so like so we're sticking with mana. Howie, do you have any picks uh, that you, you need to give us an update on? Uh, for One mana? biotech pick, uh, Intercept Pharmaceuticals, ICPT. Uh, I talked to uh, Chris about it a little bit. It's based out of New York City. Uh, the stock has taken a beating in over the past few years. It's trading at around 21, 22 it's a great entry point. That's the bottom line. They're working on all kinds of pancreatic uh, cancer drugs. Uh, it's a it's a good sized company. Uh, just hired a couple solid managers. I love it. ICPT. ICPT. I like it at this price. Mar- March twelfth, one of the directors bought at twenty one seventeen, two hundred thirty thousand, two hundred thirty seven thousand shares for five million dollars. That's always That's good. a good sign. Yeah. Yeah, I really like it, man. Um, I really like it. Uh, I'm going to be following that. I'm probably picking some some more up this week. And Lil E, why don't you give us an update on OCGN? I know a lot of readers are still following that play with you and are concerned about some FDA approval uh, issues possibly. Uh, I haven't heard any issues on FDA approval. Obviously, there's going to be doubters. Um, I'm I'm long in it. I still love the stock. Um they're still waiting for phase three results, like the official results to come out. Um, apparently, they're not out yet. And uh, they're still on the track to be FDA approved and EUA approved. Um, but then an, also an update on CLSN. That was my pick a few weeks ago. They had good earnings, but uh, they announced that in 2023, that's when their FDA approval for the ovarian uh, vaccine or whatever it is is going to come out. So you can stay in it. I think it's going to trade sideways for a long time. Um, but I think I might get out of it next week. 
Okay, and then before we get into our interview uh, with the Grinch, I do want to just point out one thing. I told everybody there's no way I'm selling ZKIN because I'm in the long haul, but I didn't have control of that account. It's in my IRA and my broker handled it. He called me uh, Friday and said, I had to pull the plug. The move was too parabolic. We will get you back in uh, if, if uh, depending how the, the stock trades. So never be afraid to take profits, especially on a three bagger like that. Uh, I do like the company. There was a little bit of news possibly that there was an issue with their um, their investor relations on their website. Uh, it turned out that that is not true. Um, it was a dead link, a Yahoo link. So I still feel confident in it. I want to get back in. But, you know, when a stock moves, you know, 3x in a month, um, you, you got to take profit. So I locked the, or he locked those profits in for me. So without I think we're, we're kind of caught up on the week. So if you guys don't mind, I just want to say one thing real yeah. quick. Last night, for the first time in my life, I got paid crypto for a T-shirt that I was selling merch. Somebody came and played me, paid me in Bitcoin. Did they I'm, just peer to peer you on your like your wallet? On cash app. They did it on cash app. Very nice. They sent me $23 worth of Bitcoin, which is, you know, I think that's pretty amazing. That that to me is like, okay, now people are starting to use it in in everyday life. So this is and this is just the beginning. So I again, man, I can't stress enough how important it is to get into the game and how many people are just clueless to this. And not only clueless, but honestly, if you're listening to this, man. It's like, you can do this, dude. I don't care if you only have a little bit of money. If you just have enough, you have a little bit, maybe a, 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 a maybe not order a pizza that week or something like that. Just a little bit, man. Just no get into the game washing. a little no bit. No power now. washing your ring for one week and buy a little crypto. Yeah, I buy a little it. crypto. You know, obviously you buy the sun. We constantly tell you to buy the sun, but the shit coins are good to get into. I mean, like, I'm sorry, dude. And we got a little pushback by some people last week. They got really mad at us because we said, if it, you know, if the coin isn't on a couple of these wallets, I'm not getting into it. And I'm just going to stick with it. I get it, man. You can buy a coin at a penny before it goes to 10 cents. I completely respect that. Okay. But the ones I like are when something's six cents on like crypto.com, coinbase.com, and I can grab a big chunk of that because those right now are the wallets that people are going to. And even my buddy Adam, who is a crypto pirate, crypto cowboy, he was even saying about how like Binance is a really hard fucking uh, wallet to use, man. But I love crypto.com. It's got everything. It's got a lot more than even um, Coinbase. The problem is that Coinbase seems to be, again, the only one of these wallets that like my bank that I use will allow me to buy crypto on. So those that's what I'm talking about. So I, I have zero problems with people trying to get their coins going. And I really do respect that. But I do believe for a coin to really explode, really explode, you got to get on one of these bigger, bigger uh, wallets. And maybe in the future, a year from now, there'll be other bigger wallets. You know, there's a bunch of them that I like. I'm going to list these. We, we Metal Mask, people talk about that one a lot. Yeah, and I need to drop that, the fact that Voyager 
is uh, is a great company to look at. And I need to also thank uh, fellow comedian and uh, Cash Daddy reader Jason Galern for telling me to buy that. I bought that. I forgot to mention this. I bought. Hold Voyager. on, Jason Galern's a crypto pirate. Yeah, dude. There's a lot of things you don't know about, bro. We go deep. Not a lot. Yeah, most everything. So anyway, what I know I'm really good at. Okay. Well, let me just. Yeah, that's true. I'm let the me, Ray Man of this fucking show. Stop okay? bragging. We're all yeah, autistic. Buy mana. Buy mana. Mana. Buy mana. Decentralized. Yeah. Jason, buy mana. Jason Galern calls me up and he says, "Dude, you got to take a look at Voyager." And I looked at the chart. Ticker, by the way, is V Y G V F. And I was like, "Man, this thing's just blown up." And I bought it on uh, February 16th, up 64% since then. So oh, I want, awesome. Yeah, I want to have, you know, a couple. <laughs> and and where is that on? What, where can you buy that? The World Wide Web. It's everywhere. It's the internet. <laughs> the World Wide Web. But it's another crypto wallet. So, uh, of course, we're going to have Coinbase. Uh, everybody uses Coinbase, Coinbase Pro. Um, I did check out the Voyager app. I thought it was super user-friendly. I'll probably dump some money in there and just Crypto.com, they have a, I, I'm kind of looking at seller network. <laughs> it's on there right now, to be honest with you. I'm looking at it. It's on, it's on crypto.com. It is, it is up, it is up 4.7%. Uh, uh, it was doing better earlier before this show. Obviously, somebody's listened to us and it tanked. But um, by the way, quick question, Grinch: Are are we officially moving markets? Because a lot of people think that because of our, you know, presence on the internet, uh, we might have the ability to start moving markets. Um, is, is that yep. are people talking about us like that, or is that just <laughs> Chris, extreme? Chris, that candidly, that's why I had trepidation about giving you some of the stocks I'm trading because I still have to get involved, and I don't want you guys front running me. And pushing prices higher. I mean, I respect got, that. You, I mean, you know I respect you, that. You guys are big. You guys are big. Respect okay. me, okay? Just respect me. Sam, I'm buying crypto right now. I'm listening to you. I love it. I love it, dude. Uh, uh, yeah. So those are my picks, man. I just wanted you guys to know I got paid in crypto. That is a really good sign. So fast forward a year, two years from now, again, you. I'm not a pump and dump guy when it comes to crypto. My cryptos that I buy, I hold, okay? I hold until I'm a millionaire. That's my opinion, and I'm just going to throw that out there. Everybody else operates in their own thing, but the, the thing is to get these guys cheap now. So three years from now, they're trading at an insane number. That's just my opinion. Okay, well, let's jump in with the Grinch because we have readers just frothing at the bit. They want this now and get anywhere else. And the biggest question right out of the gate is what is this? Well, you want, you, you, you want to do the, the easier one first? Yeah. Uh, why don't you just tell us this? How much insider trading actually goes on? Because that's the biggest question. I, I'd say one in four trades is insider trading. Wow. And, and, here, and here's how I can tell you that for a fact. Look at any merger, acquisition, takeover, spinoff, restructuring, and look at the volume two days before, look at the, the day before, look at the options before. It happens every single time. There's no such thing as like a stock trading, you know, by appointment only, right? Low volume and all of a sudden the next day, boom, bought out. That shit doesn't happen, bro. Okay. And then um, 
this is a, another reader question. You've been on the street forever. Can you tell us the most money you've ever made in one day? Yeah. 484000 Damn! What was that off of? Qualcomm, 1999. Were you like in a Coke coma for like a week afterwards? No, what happens is you, you end up just, you need more because it, it's like it went in the beak <laughs> of a shark. It's not enough. So what you do is you take the money, you leverage it up, and you get back in. Yeah, that's gambling, dude. That is gambling, man. I've What's seen your I'm, life. He's talking no, about doing more coke. Yeah. Well, I just end up. Uh, I, I mean, I remember <clears throat> when I was in Vegas one time, my dad and this dude was just killing the casino. And my my dad been watching him for the whole weekend we were at the casino. He's like, this guy's killing this casino. And he's like watching them convince him to stay a couple more days on uh, them. So, hey, just stay, man. You can stay, eat for free, hotel for free. You know, they're sending girls his way. Like, and, and dude, he ended up losing it all back to him, dude. Tell, tell Grinch, Grinch, tell us about that play. This was a dot-com play, I'm assuming? Yeah, I had, what I did was I bought a, I bought a ton I bought a ton of Qualcomm and I had levered it up and then I had sold cover calls against it. And when I took in the premium, I margined that up again. So I, I kept I kept taking in the premium from the covered calls and leveraging the calls. So I was like six to one leverage. Wow, that was one day? Yeah, it was a good day to track. I love well, yeah, we brought Qualcomm uh, public. I remember at one point that we went, it went from like 50 to what, 400, 450? No, it went to 1,000 and split four for one. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember it was trading at 450 for, for quite a while. I remember I came home and my girlfriend told me to put the seat down in the bathroom. I put her head through sheetrock. <laughs> <laughs> Howie, for, for, for a little bit of perspective, what's the most money you ever made in one day on the street? It was right around that time, man. The company, uh, if you don't remember, there's a, there was a chip company called SanDisk. Ooh, um, SNDK. SNDK. SNDK and like I said, man, I bought I bought these calls at around nine thirty in the morning. Got on a plane, went from Savannah, Georgia, landed in Albany, and my phone's blowing up. And it was one of my buddies who got who went in with me at nine thirty in the morning. He said, "Yo, that eight thousand dollars that we we bought this morning, it's now over a hundred. Uh, and that was in the afternoon. Because I mean, uh, Grinch will tell you in ninety nine two thousand, you would the, the vol volatility today. It's, you can't even talk about how volatile shit was back then. You would see stocks go from fifty to three twenty, back down to eighty, back up to four in a day. In a day, it would just be up and down, and up and down, and and so yeah, I made uh, made about a hundred uh, that particular day. G hundred G. Yeah, and then lost it a few weeks later. Well, you know, that's my opinion, guys, on, like, what the GME is going to end up being. I think it's just going to be this pump and dump, pump and dump, and people are just going to go back and forth and just be up and down with this fucking stock, just trying to make money off it. And I, will it ever end? Why would it end if people are still making money and it's just this game you play? 
Yeah, Grinch, if you don't mind, jump in because readers yeah, want to know because we have a lot of readers in Okay, there. Sam, can I just say one thing about what you were just talking about with crypto? So the former chairman of the SEC under Trump said that cryptocurrency couldn't trade right on any exchanges in the United States. Uh, Biden just nominated a guy the Senate approved him, Gary Gensler. He's from MIT Sloan Business School. He taught a course on cryptocurrency. He testified for Zuckerberg before Congress that Libra, their currency, should be traded on an exchange. They've just refiled Libra under the name Diem, and apparently they're going to start trading crypto on the on U.S. exchanges. Once that happens, there's a hundred trillion of managed money that can't buy Bitcoin or any crypto. If you put two percent, two percent, if people put two percent of that money, and you're talking two trillion dollars in market cap right now, that would make all the crypto market. If you took every cryptocurrency combined, it's about one point one trillion. It would have to double. So you could basically fucking buy anything right now in crypto that's big and make money. So just yeah. to, you know, curtail what so, you're saying. So they're going to let them put their money in or not going to let they're them going put to. it? They're going yeah. to. Oh, yeah, dude. It's, it's about to, And again, once they settle on practical applications of Bitcoin, like kind of we saw last night with the guy with the, you know, buying the shirt, once that gets widespread and that settles – all these tech coins are about to explode, man. Because that it, will once, be the once, next. It on the, once I'm allowed to buy it and trade it for clients, it's gonna it's gonna blow up, dude. It's gonna blow up. Uh, on that on that note, do you think crypto people are better just buying uh, Bitcoin straight from the source, like Coinbase, or should they be in like grayscale through a stock exchange? You know what? I like. Here's the problem. I don't like storage, and Grayscale takes care of that for you. The question I have with Grayscale, though, is it doesn't trade at net asset value. Do you understand? It, it trades above at a premium. So you got to look at the premium. If it's a 30% premium, no, you don't buy it. But you know, if it comes down to like a two or three percent premium, you're going to pay that three percent vig right on Coinbase anyway. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. So but does they, Grayscale basically exist for? boomers that are like i don't understand the internet i can't put my money on a wallet isn't it just designed for ease of use for stock you know buyers to buy it instead of using coinbase or a, a wallet? But, yeah, but, the, but the thing is whatever happened to that mount what was it called mount uh in japan mount coinbase or some shit that the, the, the people stole the money like i don't i don't want to worry about storage you know and i know grayscale i know that they have lloyd's of london insuring their shit yeah. so shit goes bad i'm getting paid Okay, you know, gotcha. I can't find my fucking car keys. How am I going to find a thumb drive? Uh, totally get it. Um, here's uh, another question. Um, the readers are really curious to know uh, about dark pools. Can you elaborate a little bit on what a dark pool is? I can, but I'm going to have to backtrack two seconds to go to the whole Ken Griffin thing with GameStop and like what, what goes on, okay? Okay. <clears throat> payment, because payment for order flow created dark pools, okay? So payment for order flow was started by a guy by the name of Bernard Madoff, Ooh. okay? In two, around 2001, April 9th of 2001 is when when they took stocks and they stopped trading in fractions and started trading in decimalization. Once they decimalized things, the spread started to close. At that time, Madoff Securities was one of the largest market makers. Citadel right now is. Okay, so what they started was payment for order flow. Okay, and this is what I don't like about the testimony you saw from Ken Griffin on, uh, you know, when they when they were saying if Bob Jones puts an order in, this guy puts an order, in, do they get the same price? Here's what you get: you get something called the MBBO, National Best Bid Best Offer. All right, 
But when you pay somebody for order flow, you can't pay someone and give someone the best price, right? Because that's impossible. How can you make money and give someone the best price? So NBBO is the national best bid, best offer, and that's provided by a company called, uh, by an organization called SIP, Security Information Processors. That, that's what you see printed on your screen. There's a latency of almost a full second, even more, okay? Now, when that happens, when there's a latency that long, high-frequency traders can come in and they can trade against order flow, number one, and number two, they can predict what the next bid is going to be through algorithms because they know based on the volume and based on the directions of the trades. So what happens is they use high-frequency trading to come in and beat that. Now, I actually took a study here, and uh, I'll pull it up in a second, of 2016. In 2016, of the Dow 30, there were 392 million trades. The difference between the SIP trades and the direct access trade, if you had a direct link, was $122,081,126.40. There were 87,432,231 trades that were different. The UK in 2012 got rid of payment for order flow, and the actual performance, the, the actual best bid, best ask, improved by 50% in one year. So what does that mean? What that means is that you're not getting the best bid in the best yeah. offer. You okay, can't. So we're all getting fucked. And who's making the money? Well, uh, the if you're not getting fucked, here's what's happening. Robinhood's getting 0. 0.0025 cents on your fucking share right now. But they're doing something for nothing. You're getting it for free. Listen, if you don't know what... If you're getting a free lunch on Wall Street and you don't know why, you're the free lunch. <laughs> I like okay. that. Absolutely. That should be the name. Don't be the free lunch. <laughs> so the point I'm trying to make is, so so let's get back to what you were saying with Dark Bull. So anyway, so what ended up happening was high-frequency trading. You know, I, you guys know what high-frequency trading is. It's all computers. They all have to be very close, obviously, to the exchange. I lived on the corner of Wall Street and Broadway for years, and you know they're all servers. Like, there's, there's I, I get radiation. Are you kidding me? My kids are gonna have fucking tails, you know, because there's <laughs> servers everywhere. But the point is that like they all have to be close because if when you do flash trading, okay, it's 1.5 times the speed of light. That's how fast it is. Now your next question should be, well, why doesn't everybody have direct access, right? So they can get that information. Well, I'll tell you why. Because the stock exchange have a monopoly. New York Stock Exchange is going to make you pay fifteen to twenty thousand dollars every single month. And you know what? You you can't just have the stock at New York Stock Exchange. You got to have the Nasdaq. You got to have the London. You got to have the Toronto TSA. So so it's going to cost you three or four hundred thousand dollars a month to have all these feeds. So that's why the little guy on Robinhood is like, I'll take what I can fucking get. But you can go on interactive brokers and they'll give you the best fill because they don't sell order flow, but you got to pay a commission. So it's your choice. If you're doing big volume, you're doing big trades, then pay the commission. But if not, pay the point zero zero two five cents to Robin and roll it a day. We we've, uh, have a lot of people that we give picks to and they're like, I don't see this on my Robinhood account and it keeps happening. So I keep telling people to get off Robinhood. If you were going to recommend an interface or a, a brokerage, who would you recommend for somebody that's just starting out? Just starting out, I would say uh, Thinkorswim is good. I think that's like TD Ameritrade. It's called Thinkorswim. I know people use that. If you're sophisticated and you have time, by the way, I use, I use, I have multiple platforms. One of the ones I use is Interactive Brokers. It's the best on the street with a learning curve, man. It took me like 12 hours of videos 
it's a sick learning curve, but once you're in, you're in. I mean, that is the best platform on the street. Yeah, as long as we can circle back to GameStop, I do remember hearing that the uh, the CEO of Interactive Brokers did comment that had uh, Robinhood not restricted um, the GameStop uh, movement, that uh, he believed that GameStop would have gone up to $1,000. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would. And the reason Robinhood did that wasn't because they hate the little guy. And uh, and David Portnoy, actually, you know, he, he's very vocal, but I don't think he's very informed. There's something called net capital requirement. Howie could attest to this. When a firm violates net cap requirement, and that's a, a multiple of the amount of money that's out there on the street. If you violate the net cap, you have 24 hours to raise that money or you're out of business and you shut down. At that point, you have liquidating transactions only, meaning if you're long, you can sell, if you're short, you can cover, but you can't open new transactions. So Robinhood tried to protect the integrity of their, of their trading platform by, 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 by reducing the amount of exposure so their net cap was a higher percentage. And then they raised $3 billion, which is more money than they've ever raised, combined in a period of 24 to 48 hours. And the idea that Robin Hood was working with Citadel and Ken Griffin is just a fucking farce. So yeah, we know. talked about that earlier on the show. Right? And, and I said, I said the exact thing you're saying. I said the only problem I had was that kid, the, the CEO of Robin Hood, he should have come out and said that right from the get-go instead of lying. That's the only problem I had. He didn't want, listen, he didn't want to say they had, he didn't want to say, listen, we don't have enough net cap. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you want to say we don't have enough money? You want to say that you're Robin Hood? You want to go public in in six months? They're trying to go public right now. They're, two, they're talking to two stacks. You know yeah. what do you want to say? We don't have enough money, and then you get a valuation from Goldman. You don't want to say that. Yeah, um, even though I, those guys all knew it. Everybody knew it. Mm. You knew it. Yeah. Would Absolutely. you recommend um, our readers uh, buy the IPO of Robinhood? Depends where it opens. It depends on the valuation. Yeah. Okay. How about you know, Coinbase? Coinbase, I think what I heard, I tried to do the private and I couldn't get stock. Um, I heard they're doing a direct listing. No one's doing the IPO. They're doing a direct listing on the exchange. I don't think they're even going to raise any money. I think there's going to be selling shareholders. I don't know. They, I don't think they even know yet, but I know that they're like 99% doing a direct listing. You know, and back to your thing on and dark What does that I, mean to somebody who doesn't understand oh, okay. the difference? Okay, so all right, so when you go public through an IPO, right? You go public through an IPO and you raise a bunch of money so you can expand your business, yada yada yada, use an investment banker. What Coinbase is gonna do is they're gonna take their shares, which are now being traded, you know, in the private market, and they're gonna do a direct listing. They're just gonna list on the exchange. Now, up until two months ago, you had to do a direct listing and you couldn't raise additional funds. They just changed that two months ago. So now what this is doing is this is putting huge pressure on Goldman Sachs and other investment banks because they're losing the IPO business, okay? And when you lose the IPO business and all these SPACs are out there and they're buying these private companies, these companies get paid fees, percentage of what they bring public. You only want billion dollar companies because you want the big fee. Well, how many billion dollar unicorns are there? There's not enough to go around. So I'm in the private market right now because the private stocks are getting bid up higher and higher because the SPACs want it, Goldman wants it. You could do a direct listing and fuck everybody. Do you understand? So the private equity market right now is, is just overvalued. It's insane. I did a deal, um, uh, ThoughtSpot. ThoughtSpot, um, you know, uh, Snowflake just put $20 million last week into it. We did the deal at 14 in August. I just did another round at 28. Like the private equity market is blowing up. So, so let me ask you something. So that sounds to me like 
is this good for the little guy going direct to market because you're kind of yeah. cutting out the big guys and this kind of is yet enough like i think that sounds good that's i great. think that's a great thing yeah. and I, you know this becomes to me this kind of movement for whatever you want to say the internet is that's a different show but it's like here we are it's a it's it's like the little guys now on a playing field with the big guy. It's like YouTube, right? You have YouTube channels banging with networks and they're getting really angry because they can't compete with these little guys creating this amazing content. Here we are, we have these IPOs, which Howie has talked about. This is just like once again, the insiders getting all the action before the little guys get to do all of this, any kind of buying. Here we are now, they're like FU Coinbase because if I'm a crypto wallet, the first thing I want to do is let the crypto pirates know I'm all about the little guy. I'm all about the little guy. I'm going to go fuck this initial shit. I'm going straight to market so the little guy can buy with the big guy. And I think that's a good thing. I, I, I agree. I agree. You know, and I was talking to Chris about that the other day, you know, about you. He was talking about new people coming to the stock market. You know, they're coming in during a bull market. Is that good or bad? You know, because, you know, you're learning, but it's a bull market. Everybody's making money. To which I said to him, I said, you want to learn in a bull market because when you make a mistake, it doesn't cost you that much. Right. Yeah, if absolutely. you make a mistake it's in a bear market, you're going to be fucked. Dude. And then you're going to be <laughs> out of the market. Nothing bothers the Grinch more than when somebody's out of the market. Yeah. You got to have a seat at the table. That's where the party is, buddy. I couldn't agree more, Grinch, man. And that's a big part of the show is that, like, the demographics that are always crying about how hard it is on them are the ones that never engage in investing. They exactly. don't get into the market, whether it's like me learning from Chris and Howie and Ev on how to invest in stock markets or me trying to convince people it's not too late to get into crypto, man. And this is where you got to start. Like there's so many people that just want to do it the old traditional way, which is like buy, get a job and work your ass off till you die. And hopefully you saved enough to give something to your kids or taking your money and getting your money to work for you. It's like it's so important it is the difference between like legacy wealth and not having like generational wealth and not having generational wealth in my humble opinion yeah, money's, an money's an employee you work for it first but after that it works for you yes that's the name of the show money's Correct. an employee dude and like he said the difference between going direct market versus ipo it hurts one entity just one and that's the big investment banks, and fuck them. I mean, literally, that's who it hurts. Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, UBS, that's who it hurts. Because now they can't do as many deals. They yeah. got to lay off people, you know, and, and who gives a shit? You know, yeah, that's my dude, for sure, man. Um, okay, uh, I'm going to go ahead and answer one of the reader questions. This is from Grizzly Whisker on the, uh, the Discord. Um, Did you just say Grizzly Whisker? That's his name. He's yeah. a very, very, um, hey. Is that your, is that your cousin? <laughs> all right. No, that's mom's cousin. All right. Be cool. Okay. So he wants to know um, what would be the most sketchy or illegal nefarious thing that he's ever, either witnessed or been aware of that goes on behind the scenes of Wall Street? That's easy. Dendrion in 2006, symbol DNDN. If you Google right now, Michael Milken, 60,000 deaths, story of Dendrion, it'll come up. 
here's what happened. Kramer was involved, okay? M Michael Milken was involved. Um, uh, what's his name? Um, Madoff was in there, Jim Chanos, uh, Michael Steinhardt. Everybody was involved in this deal. And what it was, was they were short the stock, DNDN, and they tried to keep a drug. There you go, chapter one, 60,000 deaths, the story behind Dendron. What they did was they kept a prostate medication. They got to the FDA and they kept the prostate medication, prostate cancer medication off the market. And they kept it off for a long enough period of time that they could cover their shorts. But during that time, 60,000 people died. Oh, my God. So, wow. Chris, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a quick question. How the fuck Michael Milken did, what, years in prison when he was with Drexel Burnham for Dick and Pete? How did that yeah. guy get back in the game? How was Great he allowed Great, great question, Howie. Here's how he got back. He started a company called Leapfrog. It was a company about teaching children about math. He was a he was a born again man. He came out of jail, right? Yeah. So yeah. Leapfrog, symbol LF on the New York Stock Exchange, went public. Another pump and dump. And the guy's back. You can't keep bad people out of Wall Street. They try. They try. They just can't. And that's why I'm here. I mean, I you know, that's why other people get back in. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> so you're right. Can you elaborate? How is it possible that 60,000 people died? How long did this take? How long were they covering these shorts? How was, long were they suppressing it, this? It was, they suppressed it. I believe it was over two years. In fact, you're on chapter one. Ev pulled up chapter one. The, you can't find the entire story. And the guy that wrote it, his name is Michael. What's the guy's name? Michael Mitchell, I believe is his name. Mark Mitchell, I believe is the author. He got, um, he had like death threats and shit. They pulled the book from Amazon because the people involved are that powerful. I actually have the entire PDF and I'm gonna share it with you guys if you wanna give it to your listeners. It's the riveting, it's 80 pages and you've gotta clear your schedule because you will read this cover to cover. And it's all hyperlinked, all sourced and footnoted. This is not bullshit, this is not rumor, this happened. The Gambino crime family was involved. And wow. I didn't know, I know, I remember that vividly. I just don't remember. So Kramer was involved too, huh? He says he was. It opens with Kramer. I don't want to. I'm, this is going to be a spoiler. I don't want to be a spoiler. All right, all right, is, this, all right. is there is is there going to be a test? Is this like a book report? You trust is me. Is it eighty pages? Because I can read that. Yeah, you're going to read it. Trust me. Trust me. Um, okay. Uh, moving on. This one I don't understand, but I think Sam might be able to elaborate. What does Howie and the Grinch think the effects of no YCC? and the expiration of SLR are going to do come April 1st. Do I dump it? Also, what's the deal with the New York Stock Exchange and the Knights of Malta? I have no idea what any of that. Oh, snap! Well, well, I have no idea what the hell that just was. Sam? <laughs> I know the Knights of Malta. That's some dark art shit. No, that's some secret society stuff right there. I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'll pass. Next question. Okay. <laughs> Um, this is about the SEC. Can the Grinch provide a real life example of the SEC being balls deep intertwined with Wall Street, possibly even a firsthand account? We all know it happens. What do you mean? I love they, that you, dude, that was a great read. That's a great table read. What do you, you mean that, right they, there that, that, they were taking the, that, that they were taking the side of Wall Street? Yeah, just that they're not on the level, that they're looking the other way. Um, um, yeah, yeah. The one big example, and I hate to use this, but I'm going to use it anyway, is that when the chairman of the NASDAQ, uh, his name was um, um, 
Bernard Madoff, um, you know, <laughs> when, so when he was the chairman of the NASDAQ, what happened was, you know, people were, you know, there were red flags, but because he was the chairman of the NASDAQ and FINRA, people think that FINRA is a public organization. The SEC is, FINRA is not. It's a for-profit organization. Okay, so the members pay dues and they actually make money. So for them to go after the chairman of the NASDAQ, one of the largest uh, market makers, just didn't make sense. So FINRA and the SEC in both of those situations looked the other way because he was a huge profit center. So that's probably the boldest example I could give you. Um, why doesn't the SEC ever hold anybody accountable that they that they catch? That's the other thing. It seems like well, everything is just a slap on the wrist. Well, that's changed actually since since Madoff. Like back in the day, Howie will tell you. I mean, look at what's her name, um, Lindsay Lo- Lindsay Lohan. Her dad did, did from Long Island. He did time for Pump and Dump. Like back, then, white collar was not a big deal until Madoff. The guy walked out with like yeah. 120 years. Like that's when shit got real. Yep. Yeah. I mean, back in the day, you would hear stories all the time on on Wall Street of one year analysts putting all of a sudden putting an outperform or strong buy on a company like WorldCom, which the world knew was going bankrupt. And you were just like, this doesn't smell right. And then you hear about like this same analyst uh, getting shoeboxes of fucking cash delivered to a certain spot. And he's, uh, he's talking about Jack Rubin, by the way. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> he's talking about Jack Rubin, just in case anyone wants to Google it. What's, yeah. what's well, the story? You know. Okay, um, go on. No, so what happened was, uh, I mean, Howie knows it. Howie, you want to tell the story? Or, no, go you know? ahead, because it was out in your it was out in your neck of the woods. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so uh, what happened was with that. So Jack Grubman was an analyst over at Smith Barney at the time, uh, and Smith Barney was banking with WorldCom. So what happened was that they were getting banking fees every time they were issuing more shares. So investment banking was paying the the analysts to write buy recommendations. They found emails saying it's yeah. a piece of shit, it's overvalued, yada, yada, yada. And the guy's putting out stellar buys. The guy was an analyst. Analysts make $170,000 a year, all right, on a good day. This guy was making $22 million a year. That's yeah. not from writing book reports, bro. It's not. Yeah, I mean, it's just ridiculous. And let's face it, Bernie Madoff went to jail because he ripped off the rich. If he was ripping off the poor, he'd get a slap on the wrist and just be yeah, like, sure, uh, you know, because he ripped John Stewart crying on the show about – uh, you know, Kramer pushing these stocks and his mom, bought, you know, I, I get it, man. But, you know, everybody knew something was up, right? Something was up, man. If you're guaranteeing fucking profits, I forget what Brian Callen told me, but he knew somebody was like, you know, this guy, Bernie Madoff's guaranteeing fucking profits. And the guy's like, he's guaranteeing profits. You better send the cops to his house. Okay. Cause nobody can work the fucking market in a guaranteed way. Well, and correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Madoff guaranteeing something like 14%? I think he was coming in at like nine percent or something like that. But and by the way, that's not a, a, an extreme number. I mean, you look I, that's at, what I mean. You look at look at Jim Simons over in Long Island, over at Renaissance Capital. That guy does instead of two percent and twenty percent of the back end, he does three and thirty. Uh, Jim Simons does about thirty four percent a year after that big fee. So there are people. Israel Englander of the Millennium Fund. He lost money one year. He lost one half of a percent in thirty years, and he got the money back in bankruptcy from Lehman Brothers. So the so there are people that have that level of performance. The issue with him was that he was using derivatives, and he specifically said he was using options. And to have that type of lack of volatility with the instruments he was trading is peculiar. He also self cleared. 
okay? I run my trades through somebody else, okay? I've used Bank of New York, I've used uh, Royal Bank of Canada. Do you know what I'm saying? They've cleared my trades, is how we will tell you, okay? When you, somebody Madoff clears the trades, he's the one that prints the statements in his basement. Do you know what I'm saying? I get hit by a bus, my clients call Bank of New York, they get their money. Yeah. Their statements come from Bank of New York. If I steal their money, they get a statement from the Bank of New York saying somebody stole your money. Do you know what I'm saying? There's more transparency. Unbelievable. Yeah, he was printing. He he literally had a whole system where he was he was like basically forging uh, prints and sending them out. So people had no idea where the hell their real statements were. And uh, Chris, uh, I'm not avoiding your dark pool question. If you want me to do it, I will. If not, no, 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 I do. And the reason I, I, I another. Um, uh, uh, example of dark pool, how he was talking to me the other day about how back in the day before this digital age exploded, you know, grandma would die and she'd go through the basement and find OG, like legit printed out stock certs and bring them to a broker yeah. and trade them. Um, have, have you witnessed that? Does that still go on? Yeah. Do you know what I saw years ago? Who's the guy that jumped out of the airplane with bearer bonds? What's his uh, name? DB Cooper? Yeah. I didn't see yeah, DB Um No, but I saw bearer bonds. I saw like a guy where, where, like, you hold the piece of paper, it's yours. So I right. beat the guy to death with a phone, and I tried, no, but, like, like, <laughs> but, like, the guy had, like, literally, like, a million dollars, like, in his hands. And I'm like, okay. Oh, man. I'll give, you, this, I'll, I'll give you 800,000 cash and exchange. He was 50 bucks. Money. He was, like, senile. He was 50 bucks. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so, um, Howie, in your experience, because I know you mentioned that as well, um, how does that work? I mean, does somebody literally just come in and say, I want to keep this off the table? Can you do cash? And then I transfer them to you? How does that work? Well, the situation I had was we had a I, I had a client come in and her her grandmother had died and left her left about 5000 shares of IBM. And she basically brought in paper search. And your your boomer eyes lit up. You're like, I was, yeah, I'm I in if it's like, IBM. I was like, no, but this is this is back in the day. I mean, altogether, I think at that point, I don't know, the stock was. I mean, she had a shitload of of certs on IBM, and she said basically, she said, should I keep these and put them in a deposit box? And I said, no, fucking sign them over, open up an account, hand them to our ops lady behind the Chinese wall, and uh, you own the stock, and you don't ever have to worry about losing these, because these things go up in a fire, you're screwed. Um, I ran into that once, but it happens all the time. Uh, Grinch will tell you, I mean, people, there's people out there that still keep their their, their actual physical stock certs uh, at home under a mattress. Grinch I, actually has an amazing piece of financial history. Um, tell us about your uh, your Bernie Madoff. Um, uh, they're, in my, they're in my safe right here. So um, I know a guy uh, who was at the uh, Marshall's U.S. Marshall's office, and he alerted me that uh, he had the Bernie Madoff when he had to sign the back of the certs. Over, he had physical certs, which nobody has. He did, so he signed them over and he gave them to him, and I was able to acquire them. And they're in my safe. Yeah, I got the Bernie Madoff signed certs. That's great. That's awesome. Now, do you have any uh, ethical um, uh, conflicts for holding them, or what's your plan to do with those? Oh, I don't know. I just bought them because, I don't know, I thought they'd be interesting. But my kids go to private school, and they were doing an auction for charity, and they said, does anyone have collectibles? So I, I said, listen, I, I'll give you one of the certs. You know, you could auction off for charity, and they, they, they declined. So apparently it's a sensitive topic. 
<laughs> Let me ask you a question, Grinch. Do you have a problem sticking with the dark pool thing? Dark pool's been around for decades. I want to say like early 80s. I, I, do you have a problem with them? Because, you know, basically what it is, it's two entities come together. They buy and sell uh, usually large blocks uh, off of the publicly traded market so nobody can see it. But we end up finding out we ended up we end up seeing the trade a few days later or whenever. Uh, do you have a problem with them? No, I mean the the real thing with dark pools. I mean dark pools have been around since you know since you and I were saying, hey, I've got twenty shares of uh, Sandus. Does anybody else have a buyer? I'll split the spread with you. You yeah, know what exactly. I'm saying? Like like that was the first dark pool. Howie and yeah. I fucking I'll sell it to you. We'll split the difference. You know, like yeah. that was the first fucking dark pool. But what happened was high frequency trading came out, okay? And with high frequency trading, they need a huge amount of volume of trades and volume of stock. And in doing so on a public exchange, you're exposing too much of the behavior and it gets it gets replicated. By using it internally with a place like UBS, who has the largest trading platform in the world, okay? They can cross the stock internally by, without hitting the market. Okay, and sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. I mean, listen, the average Joe doesn't have access to that information. However, let's say a guy, let's say Jeff Bezos' wife is pissed, wants to sell a billion dollars worth of fucking Amazon. You know, do you want that hit in the street and knocking the stock down and now your fucking 401k is getting crushed? Or do you want Stephen Cohen, it's the point seventy two capital, to cross it into his IRA? Do you know what I'm saying? So is it good or it's bad? I don't know. It's just there. Yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah. Um. Uh, question uh, about China. Um, our readers have kind of really like latched onto the China hustle. And um, that's kind of what's trending around there. And they're really into this movie. And for those of you that don't know, the China hustle is about uh, all these uh, uh, Chinese companies that uh, came public through reverse mergers in the United States. Yeah, dude, that's companies. crazy, right? Yeah, really dirty stuff. Um and one of uh, our, our readers, Valley the God, asks, are the Chinese operating a structured, semi-militaristic program to extract profits from the American markets through genuine scam shell companies? Could you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I worked in Shanghai, actually, for, for a while. Um, and I actually know all those guys. I have the pleasure of meeting all those guys from the China hustle. Um, you know, they're, they're great guys, Maz, you know, all those guys. Um, our geo investing is their plat is their website right now. Um, you know, listen, you do business with China, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta realize that you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna get scammed. You know what I'm saying? So you, and I hate to say that sounds ethnocentric, but you know, it is what it is. Um, I would say the only way I would do like, all right. So like Warren Buffett bought BYD, BYDDF is a symbol on that. That's a bad gaming. No, Boyd Gaming's BYD. This is BYDDF, oh. right? So they bought Volvo. They own Volvo. Um, Buffett bought that. Now, that's an A share. An A share means it's traded, okay, on the Shanghai, right? So at that point, I would rather buy that because that means it's owned, the government has their money in it. And if they defraud somebody, like if you have a, a Chinese stock that's actually owned by Chinese mutual funds and hedge funds, the CEO steals money. They get it, they chop his head off. I had a I had a CEO I went to dinner with get shot at firing squad in China. Really? Yeah. Sam, I'm shot. not against that, dude. 
You know what I'm saying? However, all these, all the ones from the China Hustle, Sino Forest, S-I-N-O, um, um, what was the other one? A-L-L-C, uh, like, I, I could name like 20 of them. I mean, they're all bullshit and there's no ramifications because these guys are all in China. Right, but is this coordinated by the Chinese government? I think it's not coordinated. I think they look the other way. They don't care. Right. I mean, there's no ramifications, right? The whole China hustle, I mean, Sino Forest, S-I-N-O, Paulson, uh, Paulson, the hedge fund manager, went over there with Goldman Sachs on a private jet, looked at the forest of Sino paper, the, the where they were you know, making the paper. It was a public park. And the people that were working there were all townspeople paid for the day. You I'm surprised they saying? even have to go anymore. They could just pull up Google Maps and look at this point. You know what I mean? I think something like that happened with China Telecom years ago, too. I think that yeah. was also yes. Yeah, I remember trying to tell them. And the problem is when a Chinese guy rips you off, then it's like, you know, the police sketch artist says, what's he look like? And you're like. <laughs> um, <laughs> quick question. Um, uh, regarding uh, chart reading. Um, our readers are really getting into technical analysis. Um, can you, they're, they're basically saying, how can I tell if a stock's going to go up? They're, they're learning about uh, cup and handle patterns and bull flags and things like that. What would you recommend to readers as far as like learning technical analysis and anything easy. specific to look out for? Easy. William O'Neill, easy. William O'Neill, 24 essential lessons. The book is probably 40 pages long. Um, the guy runs Investors Business Daily. I've been to What's a bunch of- What's the name of the book one more time? I believe it's called 24 essential lessons. Let me, let me pull it up right here on Google here. Oh, good. I'll get that. I always tell him to look. I always tell him to look up Phil Roth. Yeah, twenty-four essential lessons. It's three dollars and eighty-eight cents right now, used on uh, on yeah. See right there. So that is the single best book on technical analysis you'll ever read. Another good one, excuse me, is Elliott Wave. Elliott Wave started the Elliott Wave theory. But I will tell your listeners this: it all comes down to their readers. Uh, oh, your readers. Okay, uh, I will tell you this. <laughs> um, it, it comes down to the trend is your friend. Okay, you want to buy a stock that's hitting new highs, and it's counterintuitive. People like Correct. people like to pick up, the, you know, the two the two dollar stock. Listen to me. A stock making new highs is a rule called overhead supply. Okay, and what that means, and I'm looking right now at CLSN because I'm going to probably buy some of this. That's what Little E's pick, isn't it? Yeah, Little E, you're a G. And, and I'll tell you why. If you look at the start, if you look at the chart. What happens is when a stock breaks out and hit a new, hits a new high, every single person in that stock is now profitable. Do you know what keeps people in stocks? Profits. Because when a Qualcomm went from 200 to 1,000, me trying to tell a client to sell it was like taking his kidney. If a stock goes to 1,000, it's going to go to 2,000, right? Or it's going to go to 3,000. So what happens is you don't have overhead supply. When a stock gets whacked down and tries to come back, every time somebody's flat, they say, I just want to get out of the stock. So you want a stock, it's counterintuitive. You want a stock that's hitting new highs. You want a stock with big volume. You want institutional representation. You want to see big blocks going off. You know, you want to see the Joneses down the street buying this for their IRA. Yeah, leaning into uh, your winners is one of the hardest concepts that I had to grasp. And then I just kind of embraced it. And um, it, it's, you're right, it's so counterintuitive. You're like, why would I buy something that's going up? I need gotta, to wait for it to pull back. You gotta pick the weeds, water the flowers. Water the flowers, pick the weeds. Um, Grinch, is it true that you interviewed with Jordan Belfort's firm uh, made famous by the uh, Wolf of Wall Street? 
Yes, out in Lake Success, uh, Long Island, yes. And what do you think would happen if you would have taken that job? Um, I mean, I probably would have been barred from the business. I mean, nobody that worked at Stratton can get a job. And, you know, if you have Stratton on your U4. I mean, I worked at a very similar firm, but it wasn't as, as well known. Um, so I've been through, you know, I worked, my first job, I'm not proud to say this, my first job was in the boiler room and I was one of the second largest producers by the time I was 21. Um, I was the second largest producer by the time I was 21, but you you want to know something It's it, you know, I got out of it. You know, I, I didn't know I got, I started when I was 18, fresh out of high school. I got licensed when I was 19. You know, if you look at my, my, you know, broker check, I was 19 when I got licensed. So what is uh, the sketchiest thing you've personally witnessed um, in, in, in on the street, I mean, I mean, wow! It's personally witnessed. I, I walked in on uh, a CEO getting a blowjob, and he and when I went to shut the door, he said, "No, no, no, come in." And I was like, and this chick was just, you know, like that literally happened. Um, I guess that's pretty sketchy. Um, that's a messy situation. You know, I just read about something where. Uh, a guy I know just took three hundred thousand dollars out of somebody's account and bought a Ferrari. Um, oh! I mean, you know, I think the sketchiest thing is people dying so that you can cover a short. I, I, I think there's nothing that that's going to beat that story. What do you mean? The 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 the. the oh, oh, oh yeah yeah. Like, yeah. I, I just think that, I, I think that losing money pales in comparison to that. Like nothing can overshadow someone's loved ones dying so that you can cover a short like 60,000 deaths yeah like 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 how, how does it you know so you'll get a blowjob even like rank you like it's, it's nothing yeah right um, what's what's the most money you've ever lost in one day i don't remember the day i remember over seven figures in a very in march march of 2000 during the crash i remember i remember getting my paychecks and signing them and handing them back to my firm yeah. and that's just because of the covid crash no no this was this was this oh you said 2000 not no this was dot com dot com no i lost i lost my money i lost my fiance's money i lost everybody's fucking money man and hey, remember, pay, pay margin back i remember <laughs> i remember being depressed and sitting on the couch and you know she defected from uh you know a former soviet state and she, I said, you know, do you hate me? You, you can leave me because I don't have any more money. She goes, fuck you. You owe me a half a million dollars. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so we're still very close friends, actually. Um, if you could give the readers. Oh, so the marriage didn't happen. The marriage didn't happen. Uh, we're very close friends. She's very close friends with my wife as well, actually, which is weird, but... <laughs> Um, reader question, and it's just a real simple one. What is the one thing you would tell anybody to get rich? I don't want to sound trite. Here's, here's what I, I try to find the largest barrier to entry, the hardest thing to get and become good at that because people will pay for things that are hard to get. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like right now I'm doing private equity and we're getting really good premiums. That's not going to last. In two years, JP Morgan and Goldman Sachs are going to have a private equity exchange and I won't be able to fucking make any money. So I got to find the next thing. You know oh, what I'm wait, saying? Yeah. 
So it's like, you got to find something that's hard. And, and like, and like my clients that pay me, I still have legacy clients over a hundred of them that pay me 500 to a thousand dollars trade. They can go on Robinhood, pay fucking nothing. But I can get As them I have an announcement. What? <laughs> As I was listening to this podcast, yeah, I exactly. bought yeah. a rare, I just bought a rare, not eighteen sixty two twenty dollar greenback. Nice. From, for, yeah, I spent a pretty penny on it too. So, give us an idea how item. much. I, it's a little bit, but I got a credit card I paid off. I put. Was this an info commercial it. you just saw? Yeah. Was this Liberty Mutual no. selling you the Trump collectors coins again? <laughs> Did you? Listen, I'm so anti-Fed that I just bought a greenback. That's how anti-Fed I am. Um, Sam, just <clears throat> I'm sorry to interrupt you. I, I'm just no, putting my, my pies. It's your uh, show, bro. I'm sorry. Grinch, what's sorry, the biggest Grinch. splurge you've ever gone after uh, taking down a big score? People want to hear the, the, the juicy stuff. You know what? I, I almost regret that I've never really had like a really big – big splurge I, I haven't i mean the biggest thing i ever other than my apartment in new york the biggest thing i ever bought was i bought my parents a house you know for like 800 grand you know? that's impressive how much better is the coke with a 400 grand in your bank account you know what i wouldn't even with all the fucking shit that's out there the fentanyl and shit bro i have Dude, a friend that was, to God. i have a yeah. friend of mine that died by natural causes at 34 uh on his couch um CEO of a company, man. And this guy partied probably once every two months, man. Like, guy was not a big partier, but he was caught with fentanyl. Took him down. And do you, hey, do you, uh, I think this fentanyl war is is a China's reaction to the British India opium wars, where uh, they banned opium and the British kept just shoving it in there because they were making all that money off of opium, and that's and I think this because fentanyl was somehow invented at MIT. Don't know why that's being made. And the, one of the professors snuck it out, brought it to China. And uh, I don't even under drug dealers have to be the worst business people ever. Am I It's like, well, yeah, just, they don't I have mean, the counter space and can't keep the fentanyl out of the blow. Like we've talked about. I just don't understand <laughs> this concept. Last, I mean, time, last time Chris got me coke, it was cut with cat hair. <laughs> oh, where did you get it from? <laughs> hey, 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 you might have to bleep that out for Christ's sake. Let's. This is a friendly show. Uh, this uh, this is a larger question because we none of us want to do this forever. We don't want to work uh, and be slaves to this system. And uh, this question comes from to the moon three. He's a, um, um, a great, great contributor to the discord. Uh, and it's addressed to Sam, but I think we should all answer. It says, you've mentioned one of the main reasons for investing or the main reason is for your children, ghost and ninja. If you made enough from your investments that you could spend as much as you wanted on yourself, what would be your first big purchase? For the rest of you guys, your main reason for investing, of course, money is the main reason. And a huge, uh, and what huge purchase would you make should you have a lot of money? So, Sam, if you don't mind, why don't you answer that? I mean, I, as I say, take your digital and turn it into physical. I say that all the time. It's like that's the key is to get enough money 
out of your cryptocurrency to buy physical. And if I had a lot of money right now, you know what I would do? I would buy with my brother, our local bowling alley. And the reason I would do that is because it is a giant plot of land and they love my brother and they want to work with him because they want to keep the legacy going. So that's kind of what I would do. I would buy land. I've been looking into this, some property in San Diego that's super expensive, but I'm like, if I buy this right now and if I can afford the payments, I can either Airbnb it and charge a gazillion dollars to stay there because it's right there. Or I could live there for a while. And then when I sell it, like they do in California, sell your house, go live somewhere where I can buy a house for a fucking Groupon. And then, you know, live off my, uh, my, my sales of my, of my, um, of my house. So that's kind of what I would do. And if I, let's say one of my cryptos that I've been talking about just super explodes I'm done with everything and I'm just learning to become a ninja. I swear to God, I'm just going to learn Krav Maga, Samurai, and some jujitsu. And that's all I'm going to do, dude. Yeah, that's if you have fuck you money, right? Like you're just going to go full on last Samurai. By the way, can we, I have a joke. It's like, I I, I wanted to have fuck you money, but I looked at my bank account and I have fuck me money now, you know? And I want to see what is fuck you money to you guys? Fuck you money for me means not having to spend my time trading or dealing with bills. Um, For me, what it would mean, it would be like a ranch in Montana with like a herd of cats, you know, just like as far as the eye could see. I'd probably, you know, contribute uh, a good amount to the, uh, you know, uh, ASPCA for animals. But honestly, if I had enough money, it would just be to support myself doing stand up on my terms where I can go out and not oh have to God. worry about the coyote, oh, I'm only going to make $600 or $800 a week, you know, um, doing, doing comedy. It w- I would be doing it for, you know, the art form itself and not have to be worried about, you know, paying the bills. So probably cats and comedy for me, that would be me. If I, if I had more so cats, much, more cats. Oh, for sure, man. Cats? For sure, on a ranch in Montana, big sky, many cats as far as the eye could see. I could see myself doing something like that. The but if dander, I had like the Dander Ranch, it's gonna be the, the dander, dander Ranch. I mean, if I had full blown fuck you money, I mean, it would it would definitely be you know get but take care of my mom. What is that number? That number is okay. Is, let's say I had you know twenty million dollars. You know where twenty million is fuck you money. For me, I mean, I guess 10 million would be fuck you money. 10 mil? 10 mil's fuck you money? Is 10 mil fuck you money? At my age, for sure. It means, you know, no no, no bills, no work. My house is paid for. I'd probably, you know, buy a ranch somewhere. And um, like I said, uh, I can't. Why are you going to start like, crying right now? <laughs> why do I feel like I'm on This Is Your Life and you're Oprahing me right now? <laughs> I don't know. You're like, I'll buy a ranch and I'll help. The cats of elderly people <laughs> passed away. I just can't. I just can't think of like a physical. <laughs> oh God, like I can't think of like a physical thing. Like I don't need a Lambo. You know. I mean, I guess the goal in the community is you get a yacht, man. Right? Because you just. I mean, yachts are just all about the fuck you money. I can't see myself yachting. Um, I. I don't know. I think the Funny. ranch probably. There's three, there's three, don't, don't get a boat, rent a boat. There's three rules. 
If it flies, if it fucks, if it floats, you rent it. You don't buy it. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's like and and on the boat thing. What does boat stand for? Bust out another thousand. They are the worst investments. I yeah. agree. So, what about you, uh, Mr. Deward? Let's say Ford blows through the roof. What would you do with uh, with with your tendies, as it were? Dude, ten mil's good. Ten mil. I'd buy a ranch and just raise a bunch Next of coyotes. To me? I'd I'd, have, I'd raise a bunch of wolves to go after the cats. <laughs> <laughs> so cruel. So you wouldn't cruel. buy a comedy club, Holly. You seem like you'd want to own a comedy club. Oh Jesus Christ, I, man! I don't. I like playing at comedy clubs. Owning one. Dude, I went in last night to uh, check the comedy club that nobody's been in since last year, March 16th. And the first thing that I saw was about a four-pound rat just, like, laying there next to the stage. I'm just like, oh, here we go again. Ugh. Yeah. No, I would probably... I would probably just get into human trafficking or something. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. There <laughs> goes our sponsorship. Jesus Christ. Guys, to do what you love. Jesus Christ. Howie, is that why you look so bloated? You were just running fucking coke and hookers last night? Jesus Christ. I feel like I'm on fucking Stand By Me, and I just found a body hit by a train. What is going on with body? <laughs> is that a dead body? You, what, are you okay? Was it a long night, dude? I watched a lot of basketball. I was up till two one in the morning watching Syracuse kick the shit out of San Diego State. <laughs> um, little E, what would you do if you had fuck you money? And granted, you're Generation Z, so it's probably a different you know set of things you'd be looking for. But what would it be? Uh, every, everybody's gonna eat. If I'm rich, everybody's eating. So all my friends, my family, distribute that wealth and then probably just like be stupid with it for a little bit and then invest it elsewhere. So buy a house, cars, you know, all, all the stuff that everybody wants, but then I'll be smart about it after like, give me, give me, give me like three months to do stupid shit and then, then I'll be good. Grinch, so what you about yourself? a zillion dollars, you would be Jesus and feed everybody? <laughs> Only Some the homies. Some of us care Only about humanity, Sam. <laughs> The only humanity I care about is the stripper named Humanity, okay? Come here and give me a lap dance. Grinch, what about yourself? Me? Uh, I'd probably do the same thing I'm doing, just, you know, in, in larger in larger quantities, you know? I mean, I remember, like, like probably 10 or 15 years ago, I was, like, I was, uh, I was in an island, Tiamat Island, South Pacific, on a vacation, and I was looking at CNBC, and my girlfriend said, why aren't you by the pool? What are you doing? And you know what I said? I said, I'm missing a fucking great day on Wall Street. That's what I'm doing. Oh, yeah. And see, and, and see that, that, that's when I, I learned that, like, once you're in, you leave in a pine box of handcuffs. That's how you leave Wall Street. Wow. So, I mean, the action is the juice for you. It is the juice, bro. I don't, you know, you've been with, you've been with me to Vegas. I don't gamble. I think I got a thousand dollars and whether, whether humanity gets it or chastity or whoever, or, or the craps table gets it, like, like, or the craps table gets it. I mean, it's a thousand dollars because anything over that, I'm buying options. I'm not in Vegas. Yeah, but I will tell you this. I've seen you on a heater and I did shoot craps with you once for 18 hours straight yeah. without. How many Howies are on the show right now? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Howie, how many Howies? We yeah. don't need more Howies. Oh I don't, my we God. don't need two Howies. 
What hang up going? on the phone. There you go, Holly. Jesus. Hey, real quick, man. I get what you're saying about trading because that's how I feel about stand-up. You know, I'm blessed that I'm touring right now, but I make I make my money in podcasting that I'm very blessed that my fans uh, help me out. Uh, but it's like I do it not because of the money. I sure. do it because I love doing stand-up. Sure. And it's it, like the money isn't even close to what I'm doing on everything else. But I just, I just love being up there and just yelling at yeah. people. It just makes me feel so good. I gotta yeah. be honest with you. If I got, if I had like a million dollars, first thing I would do, no ifs, ands, or buts, to get a new phone that works. <laughs> this is working. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry to interrupt. What did you say? You'd get two chicks for that? You'd have your first threesome? Is that what you said? Yeah, absolutely. I'd make it count. Like at least five, <laughs> ten minutes. Uh, double patching, huh? Double patching. Yeah, it'd be a quick patch, and I would just go for a nice long walk. I just, <laughs> oh, so, so basically, Howie, our, your female friend, about the patch is our friend that I know her. She's the one that complained about the fucking Atlanta patch. Rooney patch Adams. That's so funny. Yes. Yeah, our I female... think she just didn't like the patches on the cats. <laughs> no, she doesn't like the word patch at all, bro. Did she tell you which word for jizz she did like? Yeah, I mean, if you're uh, gonna, if you're gonna, if you're gonna uh, criticize my word patch, you at least have something that you can fill it in with. Okay, so now this is just going to be a running joke, and we're just going to keep dragging her into this show, the poor girl. By the way, and it is a little sketchy that her Instagram name is two kids, one trench coat, and she wants to lecture us. Come yeah, on. For sure. By the way, check her out. She's my friend. I love her very much. We love her Guys, to death. Let's uh, get, yeah, should we get to the weekly picks and call oh it? Oh, God, uh, I forgot. We still got to do that. We got another fucking oh, two hours just, of that. Yeah. <laughs> no, just so you know. Uh, I thought we, we did the weekly picks. No, you guys keep fucking this up. The readers were pissed because they were like, thanks for not giving us midweek picks. I don't know what to do with no, all we my don't fucking- do. When do we don't? No, no. Sam, you have Alzheimer's. Last we do. Yes, we do. Last week was the first week where we were just like, we don't do midweek picks. No, we've said that. Am I wrong? You're we, wrong. Did Go we to say, the Raider Discord. Uh, They're uh, like, uh, where are the midweek picks? Uh, what, what's the ruling on this? You're the one who's farthest from <laughs> Alabama. Yeah, we've never, done midweek. We've never done midweek picks. God damn it, guys. I'm not going to have little Hold on, shut up, tank. Neff. Shut up. Ev, what did, did what is the ruling on that? Because I specifically in my head see see our friend Chris Neff going, we don't do midweek picks. I think uh I think we don't do midweek picks. We do one a week, but if we have something that we need to say on Wednesday, I think that's I think that's what's happened. <laughs> So Bullshit. if we have something that we need Peggy to say on Wednesday. dude. No, dude, bro, here's the thing. Your, the market you should change your Twitter account to Horsetooth posting his L's online. That's what you say. <laughs> it's a little wordy. It's a little wordy. Here's the thing. Of course we do midweek picks because the market isn't just mid-week. make your shit on Monday and just see what happens. The market's moving. It's constant. It's flowing, okay? So, yeah, if something drops up, we have to recognize that we bought it. And if that means you have to jam, Sam, we'll update the readers without you. We understand you're a busy man. Now, before we get into the big man, I am. (laughs) Before we get into the final picks, um, there is a lot of talk, and we did want to bring this up with the Grinch. 
um, because Cash Daddies is blowing up. We all know that. We keep banking fatties. We keep sending our readers these huge gainers. Um, Grinch, if we were to get into a position where enough of our fans and only models and these people are like, you know what? Just take my money. You guys are just killing it. Could we conceivably start our own hedge fund? Because according to Howie, yeah, anybody absolutely. can do it. Is this absolutely. true? Absolutely. You can start a hedge fund easily. No problem. So what do we need to do to file the paperwork? Do we just call you up and say, you know, here's our money. Um, here's our picks. Should I type the email and hit send right now? I mean, when do you want this done? Well, give us oh, a I don't want it done. I mean, don't I'm like, I'm going to do it for you. Yeah, buddy, it's done. <laughs> Yeah, let's do it, dude. I don't even know what I'm doing, yeah. but I'm in. Well, that's the part where you're like, how did we all end up in jail? No, what the 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 happen is I end, up, I end up doing, you guys tell me what to do, but I end up doing all the legal stuff and make sure nobody's in jail. Yeah, dude, I'm in, man. Okay. All right. Well, on that note. What did I just agree to? To go to jail for the rest of your life for taking all the OnlyFans money and investing it in mana. Uh, okay, well, so you know what, dude? I am at an age where I am not prison rapeable. Nobody wants this old man ass, so I'm cool going to jail right now. I, I, I have a good. I'm gonna, you know, it's Evan's got problems. He's got that primo peach down there that those boys love. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Fresh oh. strawberry. Oh, yeah. Primo yeah. peach. Evan, Twenty-two-year-old. Oh, we'll wait for that OnlyFans at Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> The, the daily power washed ring of little Evan boy ass hand, everybody. Come get it. Uh, let's, let's wrap up. Um, if you don't mind, guys, let's uh, let's uh, go through the picks of the week. Um, Howie, what do you like? I think I said it earlier. ICPT, Intercept Pharmaceuticals. I said it. Uh, Grinch came on and, and said that uh, an insider uh, bought $5 million worth uh, last week. This stock has been crushed, hammered, beaten. It looks like it, it's starting to, uh, it's found a base. Uh, it found some solid support. I like it at this price, man. I think it probably could be a $35, $40 stock. I have a real problem with investing in anything that is ICP. I just have to be honest with you. I'm not a big fan of the insane clown posse. So I have to be honest with you. Daddy's going to sit this one out. I'm not into the clown world. Bro. The clown posse. Woo. <laughs> uh, okay, Sam, what about yourself? Well, you know, we're, we talk about our wins. I am. Um, I just bought a chunk of um where is it a cellular network okay and i was reading up about what this does and i actually like what it does so i am going to tell you right now what exactly it does so you guys all know here we go what, uh, what are the letters so, uh here here's here's the letters is c e l r okay so basically, this is, I'm going to read what it says it does. Cellular Network is a leading layer two scaling platform that enables fast, easy, secure off chain transactions C for -E not paying. Yeah. C E L R. Oh, this is a crypto. Oh, it's a crypto. Oh, it's a crypto. I could blow up. Yeah. So I like this. It's uh, helping with transactions. And I, I'm getting at a price of six cents. I really like it. And again, these are things you sit on and 
I bought a chunk of it and you just kind of like at that price, if you buy a little chunk, sit on it. If it doesn't do anything down the line, you could sell. But again, these are the things I like to sit on because I think it has the potential as we we're the great was saying, once this stuff starts publicly trading, there's just going to be a fucking tidal wave of money coming in. And in particular, when everybody starts seeing the headlines, hey, uh, this this investment firm invested this, then you're going to start getting this new money in and they're going to start looking for these coins because they don't understand Satoshis and you could buy just bits and pieces of these things. They just don't understand Okay, that they're going to start looking for coins they can afford. And I think this is where we go. This is what's going to start happening. Okay, and uh, I really like it. I just want to do one more little research for everybody. Uh, Can you tell them where they can buy it, Sam? Oh, yeah, I I bought it. Here's what happens. I, I buy Ethereum on Coinbase and I transfer my Ethereum to crypto.com and then I I sell it and I buy. I lose a I I pay some money in fees, okay? I pay some money in fees. Gas but fees. that's okay because so far on my on average I've been doubling and tripling my investments. You're a G, we would okay. expect nothing less. Yeah, so that is okay, what I am into right now and uh folks Okay, so yeah, I'm looking into look into what layer two scaling is. It's it's a little deep, but you know, it just basically helps with the layer one scale. Let's get into it. But those are my picks, guys. Um, Lily, uh, I'm gonna go with and B. decentralized mana. Like, if you haven't got it yet, start getting into that. And again, uh, Polygon. You know, a lot of these coins we're talking about, they're Ethereum-based tokens. The big problem with Ethereum is gas fees, which is how do you put this transaction onto the blockchain? Um, Ethereum, uh, Polygon says they've solved that. So I think you'll see it start moving again once we start seeing these more uh, practical applications of these coins. Uh, Grinch, what about yourself? Do you have uh, anything you like this week? BCRX, you and I spoke about it on Friday. You bought some, yes. uh, from what I understand. I did. I actually bought that after hours with uh, 50 seconds to, to go uh, on your recommendation. So why don't you What tell is us- it, Lily? Can you look it up? Yeah, BCRX. BCRX. So the deal with uh, BCRX. So first of all, they do orphan drugs. And orphan drugs are essentially drugs that nobody wants because there's not a big market for them. So if only five or 10,000 people die from a, from a disorder, what ends up happening is the government steps in and they say, we'll extend your patent protection, we'll pay for your R&D, we'll give you tax credits so that you it makes it worthwhile for you to do R&D, right? So that's what the company does. Um, as okay. far as the short position is huge. It's uh, 29 million shares, 70% of the float. You're probably gonna see a short, Probably going to see a short squeeze like we saw with GameStop. If you look at who owns it, uh, 0.72 management just bought another 2.5 million shares. That's uh, Stephen Cohen. The movie Billions was based on Stephen Cohen. So he just bought 3 million shares of the stock. He paid a billion dollar fine for insider trading. I think he's got pretty good info. Uh, a billion yeah, dollar fine? The largest fine ever in the history of the SEC. Uh, Citadel. Hold on, just to interrupt. That let's just circle the wagons. That is serious fuck you money if you can write a check yeah, for a billion a great, dollars. He has a great white shark okay. in formaldehyde in a tank in his office. 
That's the Damien, what's his name piece yeah, of art, yeah. right? I, I don't remember the last name, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Wow. Oh, and just a quick, sorry to interrupt, but you just said a billion and it blew my mind. We're sitting here talking about uh, a million and $10 of fuck you money. But if I have a billion dollars, I'm buying multiple fucking cat ranches. Well, no, he doesn't have a billion. billion Chris, he has 13 billion. He paid a billion. He has 13 billion. Oh, so so he lost just like 11.5% of his, just, his net worth. Well, he just bought the fucking Mets. Up. You know, um, that's the guy that bought the Mets. So. Well, fuck him. We're Yankee fans on this fucking podcast anyway. No, we're Dodger so, fans. Dodger listen, fans. The Dodgers are my stepchildren because they play in the NL. The Yankees will all well, be your do- your stepkids are about to fuck the shit out of your real kids. Whoa. <laughs> uh, okay, sorry to interrupt, Grinch. You just I heard the B yeah. word, and when I hear the B word, I get yeah, really so, excited. You know, he's, he's got, I know you do. He's, got, very he's got a big stake in it. You know the guy, Citadel, who does the Robin Hood trades? He's got 6.4 million shares of the stock. Um, Sarissa Capital Management owns 8 million shares. That's run by a guy named Dr. Alexander Denner. He was the guy. I, I know You guys know who he is. You don't know you do. He worked for Carl Icahn during the um, takeover of Imclone. Imclone was the one where Martha Stewart went to jail for insider trading. Do you remember that? Do you remember Martha Stewart going to jail? Yeah. Okay, well, th- this was the guy that engineered the, the buyout of Imclone. Okay, so he's got a big stake in it. And uh, the Baker brothers, Julian Felix, own about 12 million shares worth of the stock for the second largest shareholders. They used to run money for the Tisch family, which, uh, you know, the, I'm sure you've heard of Lowe's Hotels in Vegas. They own them. Uh, the Tisch School of Medicine in, in New York, the Tisch School for the Arts, uh, NYU. They've donated over a billion dollars to NYU. So, I mean, that's my, that's my big pick. I think uh, BCRX, I think you load the boat. I think you get a short squeeze. And I think, uh, I think you make 30, 40% real quick. Wow, that's a pretty ambitious pick. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, I bought, like you said, after hours. And we, uh, on that note, a lot of people are like, I'm so afraid to buy after hours. Uh, I, people keep telling me that you can't trade after hours as long as you can on other sites with Robinhood. So if that is the case, Get the fuck listen, off, Robin. Listen, if you're young Please. and you're good with technology, go on interactive brokers. And if you want, and if you want to pay the vig and trade for free, tra- do that, or pay the or pay pay seven bucks a trade. But I'm just saying, like that's the best platform, and you can they will not sell your order if you if you execution really counts and you're doing size. Do that, man. Do yourself a favor. Put the twelve hours in on a Saturday, and and you know watch all the stupid fucking you know YouTube videos and do it. Do it right, man. It's your money. Do it fucking right. Okay. Okay. Um, on that note, I will just let you know, uh, I did tag your pick Grinch with BCRX. Um, I have, uh, I did buy some grumpy cat coin on, um, uh, for crypto. Um, a friend of mine told me about it. Um, they do support, um, uh, animals, especially cats. So that was near and dear to my heart. So it was an instant buy. Um, and then lastly, I'm looking at a stock that I know, you know, well, called celsius holdings it's an energy drink um it's they're they're marketing it as a lifestyle drink and i was looking at the chart do you mind bringing it up little e c-e-l-h um purely from a technical analysis um i almost blew a patch when i saw this chart can you go to the six month chart look at that so see that support level uh from um from late January or early Dece- late December to today. 
what do we have there? Like yeah. 40 bucks and then hit those breaks, highs. Look at that, 40, what is that, 40, 50? If it breaks that 40, 50, where is that? 40, and then th it'll hit 37, 36, right? It'll go from 40, 50 to 36, and it breaks that. You're fucked. You know, um, I actually know the banker um, that did Celsius Holdings. He's a uh, godfather of my son, so I could uh, I could make a phone call, find out what's going on with it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Could you? Uh, is that legal? I, I mean, he would just tell me to read a research report. <laughs> okay so based on that based on that chart um I, am i being a little overzealous on thinking um you know it could pop? i mean i would just be care i would be careful because it, it broke the 50-day moving average and it could break i mean can I, I i can't share my screen can i so i i would be careful i, I think listen the trend is your friend and this this is making lower lows and lower highs you know what i'm saying so why swim upstream okay um, okay, well, that's good to know. Um, I probably am just going to tell you right then, um, I'm not going to buy it until I hear back from you uh, with your insider contact. Um, so for me, it's just BCRX right now. And then I will be looking, I'll talk to my broker about getting into ZKIN because of that parabolic jump. Um, I'd love to get back into it, but I'm going to leave that up to him. So I think, I think we're good. Any, any, anything, Sam? I know you're in Can-Ass City. Um, you want to talk about your shows tonight? Yeah, the shows have been great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shows have been great, man. Uh, I mean, it's fun just to perform in front of your fans. You know, I've been grinding for a while and they're coming out. Thanks for coming out. Uh, dude, you guys. grinding I saw... on cum? What? I didn't hear what you said. You it got garbage. I, I guess you hear what you want to hear. Okay. Probably. I guess you hear what you want. Right. But I just want to tell you, man, I got a cash daddy shirt and man, it is good looking. And I'm going to have them send me the other one that has our picture on it. Like the Photoshop nice. picture of us. It is dude. It's a gorgeous shirt. So if you want to support the show, go to cash daddy's t-shirts.com. And you'll be able to find it. It's also at samtriply.com. If you want to see me live, I have a, I have the two shows tonight. So, but this won't be out till after. I'll be in uh, Illinois and Lumbert, Illinois. They just had a second show. Again, go to samtriply.com. And then the second weekend in April, I'm going to be doing a, um, uh, I'm doing the Romo Room. So come check that out. <laughs> Maybe we could do a Cash Daddy show soon uh, around whenever we can get everybody in one place. Maybe. Who That'd knows? be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm definitely in. Uh, I'm assuming um, Howard is as well. Yeah. And uh, but this has been my, my pick is BNGO because Chris. Oh, I'm sorry. Chris, Chris oh, shit. Sorry. No, no. I thought it was CLSN. I'll just, I'll just go fuck myself real quick. and. Uh... No, but what happened? <laughs> I thought you already said one. Yeah. yeah. No, I, oh. was, I was talking and then I was interrupted. So. Fucking nasty! Whoa, you said drunk with power. I said that earlier. I did. The, okay. I, I did actually that deal. The uh, be um be an genetics. You should buy the warps, the B N G O Ws to get more leverage. They're at five fifty. Okay. So you get, you get, Whoa, time out. Who don't you work what? with, Grinch? You I, are juice you know, It's on my first rodeo, buddy. All right, okay. so uh, B and G are get the same leverage, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah. All right. Look at the Grinch dropping knowledge. He knows everybody. Well, I'm in B N G O W too. If you think it's uh, if it's a, a solid purchase, and that's uh, all I got. 
Well, well, first of all, Evan, I'm sorry. I know your generation. You probably want to go cry in the corner and just know that we love you. And that was done on accident. Okay. You don't have to call your mom. I'm fucking with you guys. <laughs> we love you, Evan. It's only jokes. Okay, guys. So real quick, we want to thank the Grinch for coming on and making this episode worth listening to. Thank you so much, me. brother. Um, Thanks no, you're welcome anytime you want. Just give us the wink and the nod and Chris is out and you're <laughs> in. Okay, just let us know. <laughs> um, this episode's been great. I feel like we've had like the last couple ones have been real fire. So we're getting our stride and uh, we appreciate you guys joining us. Anything else? Howie, you got any shows you want to push? Ah, uh, shit. I got to, I will Wednesday. I'm going to Houston, I think next week. All right. That sounds week. exciting. If you don't know about it, we want to know about it. April 2nd, 3rd, 4th will be at Greenwich Village Comedy Club, Broadway. It's about to pick up. Pick up. Uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Comedy's back, baby. Um, I have one shout out. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's just a simple one. Um, please, if you are enjoying the show, leave a, uh, a review on the iTunes because that is the one thing that really pushes this show um, algo-wise. So if you have the time, if you're enjoying the show, please leave us a five-star review on the iTunes. Um, that does mean a lot to us and it goes a long way. And we do read them all. So thank you for all of your support in that arena. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Greatly appreciated. Uh, again, I uh, hope you guys listen, do your own research. Don't listen to these, de- de- uh, you know, degenerates. Do your own research and uh, hope you guys make some fatties. This has been uh, Cash Days. We love you very much. Have a great week. Shout out Sweden. Cash Daddies. Cash Daddies.